Hello, and welcome to Roman Go Lightly, a podcast for creative adventurers. Hey guys, happy Monday. It's Laura. Um, that's me. I'm the creator of Roman Go Lightly. Every Monday, I sit down and I interview some of the raddest makers and adventurers in the hopes to inspire us to lead that adventurous and creative lifestyle that we crave. Even if you work nine to five, or if you're a new graduate, or even if you're your own boss, we basically um, believe in two things. One, we believe that we should empower everyone to find a little bit of inspiration and adventure every single day. Um, No matter if you're an artist or if you are an arts appreciator, we believe that creativity is something that we should all experience as much as we can every single day, even if you're in a cubicle or if you are, like I said, a boss of your own. Um, So we we really want to give you the resources to be inspired by your surroundings no matter where they are. And second, we believe in adventures large and small. And this is the one most important to today's episode because we're going to be talking to someone who goes on a bunch of grand adventures. So um, we believe that grand adventures are something that are meaningful and can really teach us about new and exciting cultures. And there are so many lessons that go with traveling outside of being into, you know, cool places and unfamiliar territory. But we also believe that adventure can be small. So it can happen any second of every single day, no matter where you are, if you're in a large city or if you're in a suburb or even in uh, country land like I am sometimes. Um, So we basically want to adopt a philosophy to adventure and it can be experienced by getting a passport stamp or by spending an afternoon adventuring and finding something new and meaningful in our own towns. So if you like what we believe in, um, make sure you lock down your support by subscribing so you get your little dose of happiness every Monday. Um, And also, while you're at it, leave us a nice review. It makes us a lot easier to find on this wide, vast interweb space when um, you do it. So welcome. Thanks, um, everyone, for the encouragement from the previous solo episode that I did. Um, Nourishment. Hooray. And no, I'm not giving away any hints about what the physical product that I'm working on you sneaky, sneaky people. I'm not giving any hints, so don't even try. Um, although if there is a place that I would be telling you where it is, it would be on Instagram. So on to today's episode. Today I am beyond excited and just honored to be sitting down with Nastasia Yacob, um, who is the creator of the empowering female travel community, Dame Traveler. You guys, Dame Traveler. If you haven't been following Dame Traveler on Instagram, you're totally missing out on some of the dreamiest, wanderlusty feeds out there. Um, And it also has a ton of great travel resources. So tips, food and hotel recommendations, gorgeous Instagram photos, and um, it really empowers us female adventurers to go out and explore the world and to share it with the community. Um, Nastasia is a true girl boss and adventure queen. She's been around the world and back again, literally, and I'm so excited to wax poetic about our love for adventures, large and small, and to hear some of her favorite places that she explored and what inspired her to create the incredible Dame Traveler community for us female adventurers. Welcome, Nastasia. Um, I'm so excited to, like, really pick your brain and hear about your side of Dame Traveler's 
background and its history. So um, I know your work very well, but for listeners who don't know who you are or what Dame Traveler is, could you just explain a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so I founded the community about a little over two years ago. Um, And right now I just travel part-time. I'm married um, and I have a Persian cat, so I can't travel full-time. But I'm just blogging and and I manage the community. And basically I have guest bloggers that write for the blog and I curate a lot of the work on the Instagram. So it really started um, on the Instagram and that's where my focus is right now. But coming in 2017... The focus will be on the blog, and I'll be adding um, some new components to it. Awesome. So um, how did Dame Traveler come to be? Yeah, so I, um, long story short, I come from a really strict Middle Eastern family, and so I didn't uh, really agree with the way of life there, and so I basically packed my bags at the age of 20, and I moved to Chicago. Um, I went to nursing school and graduated, got a job on the labor and delivery unit, always my dream. And as I started working, um, I actually underwent a really severe back injury um, on the job. And I ended up in bed rest for about six months. Um, But luckily, my love for travel um, inspired me to to start a project so I was pretty bored um, and I always need to be doing things. So I, I figured why not start um, a women's travel community because I noticed that there were so many fashion and beauty blogs um, and communities on Instagram, but I could not find a women's travel community. So I just started uh, Dame Traveler. I, I Googled like courageous female words and I found the French word Dame. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that sounds good. Um, started using the hashtag and then so many people started submitting their photos through the hashtag and I was like wow this is amazing and I just asked for their permission to start curating the work Um, and then while also adding my own travel photos and then the rest is history. Awesome I was curious if it was the hashtag or if it was something else that propelled um, you know you have an incredible amount of followers on Instagram now it's insane. You're at 275K right now? Yeah, I just hit 275 yesterday. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of people. That's awesome. (laughs) And you you have so many other components now, too, with, like, Dame – you have the Dame Traveler foodie, uh, right? And then hotels? Yeah, and the hotels one as well because I figured it would just be nice to keep the the, um, Instagram gallery on Dame Traveler cohesive. So I figured why not start, you know, the different channels. People love hotels and obviously love food. Um, So I started curating and creating work on those channels. And right now um, I'm just, you know, trying to grow those communities. And they're doing pretty well so far. Awesome. So I'd love to know, like, what's what's your process in deciding what you share on all of these Instagram feeds? Um, so I am, I'm, I have to be honest, I'm quite picky about what I post on the gallery just because the, the look of the gallery is very important to me because that's like the first impression when somebody comes to the Instagram gallery. Um, so it's very important to me uh, that the, it flows really well. But I also look for um, uniqueness. Like anyone can take a photo in front of like the Eiffel Tower and pose in front of it, but... I look for more of like moments rather than poses kind of thing, Um, you know, like captured by the moment, kind of looking away, the smaller the subject, the better, Um, and then the quality of the image too. So a lot of times, like I have over 600,000 photos um, in the hashtag, and a lot of times if I see a photo 
and I really like, I'll reach out to the person and have them send me like the higher quality image just so I can have like a better, um, better image uploaded onto the gallery. Um, but also just creativity. Like if you, it doesn't have to be in front of like a famous monument. If there's colorful umbrellas or a cool wall or something like that, I'm totally, I love to capture the essence of a city or a place rather than just the monument. I think like your Instagram feed is incredible because it is so empowering to see so many women all around the world, like lost in that moment, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I just, whenever you go on to, if you're not following Dame Traveler, get on it, people. But like, <laughs> Thank you. like it just, you get lost in these moments with um, the subjects too. Like you sort of can see yourself there with these women and totally empowering too so I'm I'm curious like who is like this ideal dame traveler to you just a courageous woman like I said like the word dame I you know I uh, again I come from a really middle uh, strict middle eastern family so it was always my I was always a rebel and I always kind of pushed the envelope and and always wanted to do things that um you're just thinking outside of the box and people whenever someone tells me I can't do something I literally I I work extra hard to to accomplish it <laughs> to do what I want to do so that's why that was really like the mission of starting Game Travelers to like really encourage women you know if you really want to travel and you're waiting around for your friends and they're like oh yeah yeah I'll come to Africa and volunteer with you one day and then you know two years go by and they're still not like you know you nudge them and they're still not on board then just book a ticket and go. Like, that's exactly what I did. That was actually one of my very first solo travel um, travel experiences on my own. I went and volunteered at an orphanage in Africa, and I was waiting around for friends. And, you know, everyone was kind of just, like, um, dilly-dallying. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go alone. And as long as you make smart decisions, you can totally pull off any destination um, on your own if you wanted to. And it's a very empowering experience. Like, because your senses are heightened and, and you're, you have to protect yourself because you're by yourself. Um, but a lot of times in our society, it's like, oh, you're a girl, you're too fragile, you can't go out there and, and travel on your own. But that's definitely not true. Um, as long as you make smart decisions and, and you uh, are aware of your surroundings, you're totally fine and you can go see the world if you want. And you make friends along the way. Absolutely. Uh, me and my boyfriend have traveled primarily together, but whenever yeah. we are individual, it's incredible how many more people you meet when it's just yeah. you, right? It's true. Yeah, more people are like, more people are apt to come up to you and start talking to you if you're solo. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I think I think women are, especially with communities like your own, becoming more and more courageous to yeah. book that ticket individually, be more independent. And sure, like, Group travel is awesome, but solo travel is incredible as well. Can you oh, tell yeah. us about your first, like, solo travel experience? Was it the one you just mentioned? Yeah, it was um, South Africa. I went to Cape Town, and that was really my first. I, I had traveled with my husband. Uh, he was my boyfriend at the time. And I just really wanted to volunteer in Africa. And so many people were like, oh, yeah, I'm on board. But one day I w was sitting in class, and I'm like, I have a month off break and I'm just going to go because I'm not going to wait around anymore. And I was there for two weeks and I volunteered at an orphanage in Cape Town. Um, and I lived in a house with uh, 12 other like Aussies and, um, and British people. I was only American. <laughs> They're all teasing me for my accent. But um, I, I made friends there and it was amazing. It was, and I, I even went and explored and for me, I, I personally don't like going out at night alone, no matter what city I'm in, really. 
Um, so once the sun goes down, I like go back to my place and I'm pretty content because I explored all day and I'm pretty tired. Um, but I, I did a little bit of adventuring and volunteering and it was an amazing experience. I'll never forget it. Yeah, that sounds incredible. I've heard Cape Town is like one of the coolest cities. Yes, it's very interesting. At, at one point I was in Camps Bay and I'm, I looked around and I said, I feel like I'm in Miami. This is like, I traveled all the way here and I don't feel like I'm in Africa because there's some parts that are really like chic and beautiful. And then there's other parts that really do feel like Africa, obviously, but it has the best of both worlds. Um, And it's very naturally beautiful. That's awesome. I think that like, your life must be so wanderlusty. I don't know. Is it, is it wanderlusty as I'm imagining? Sure. Yeah, you can, I mean, whatever. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to know, like, is there a place or a culture that you, that you're drawn to or you haven't gone yet? I mean, how many places, how many countries have you visited? Um, I just hit my 45th country. Oh my um, gosh. Israel, <laughs> which is crazy. I still like, I, you know, it's important to me to not be jaded when I travel because I travel so much. So whenever I feel like I'm getting tired or something, I, I, I take a break and so I can, you know, come home and do laundry and do normal things. So then I can get excited again to go back out into the world and travel. But yeah, I mean, for as far as like places that I really want to visit, Bhutan is one place that I've always wanted to see just because I've heard of how peaceful it is and their culture is really inspiring. Um, So that's definitely on my radar for next year and probably Nepal as well. I would love to see Nepal. Um, and just understand their culture. And I just am very inspired by how peaceful both cultures are. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, what what's your trick for like long flights? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like the hardest. <laughs> I still haven't mastered that. I'm definitely not an expert. I still, for me, I love like z I take z before, but sometimes that doesn't even work. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I just pop a z I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to sleep. But um, it, I, I'm the type of person that needs an aisle seat and I have to pace around. So definitely keep hydrated and, and walk around the airplane no matter how many times people are looking at you like, why should you keep getting up? <laughs> it's very important for circulation and just like movement. If you're on a flight for like 14 hours, you need to move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is What do you think is like the longest flight you've ever been on? Oh my gosh. I, yeah, it was 15 hours to do to Dubai and then down to Cape Town was nine hours and it was kind of like a similar flight to Bali um it was yeah like 15 hours to Qatar and then eight hours to Bali it was Asia is always like dreadful because I'm based in New York so when you're in California you're a bit closer but New York is a bit further so Europe is always my go-to yeah I I am with you on that one east coast it makes Europe seems like you know know. a hop over right it's like across the pond I'll just okay I'll go (laughs) yeah I like I don't know I think like traveling so full of like these really high highs and like really low lows yes like (laughs) so what's what do you think like your highest high was and what do you think like your lowest low was if you could just think of something off off the top of your head yeah absolutely um well in Cuba I got I love Cuba my experience in Cuba was literally like one of my most memorable experiences I was there back in March and I missed Obama actually by a week thank god because the whole place like the whole city of Havana shut down when he when he visited um but I got food poisoning and I was by myself so that was a struggle and I don't know why I didn't bring like the, the medications that I need, but 
trip, you know, that the second I got home, I went to CVS and bought the entire aisle because I was like suffering really, really bad. So my, um, my, yeah, my food poisoning experience in Cuba was definitely not fun. Um, but I think for my highs, like, I, and, and going back to Cuba, I met, um, one of the tour guides actually ended up helping me. I called him and I was like, I need help. You know, I'm really, really sick. And so he knew, he saw like how well I connected with the locals and how much I love connecting with locals. So he, he's lived there for quite a while and he um, took me to this home and it was just this Cuban grandmother and she took one look at me and I had like tears in my eyes and I felt so nauseated. And she didn't even say one word. She just took me by the hand, took me into the room and like started taking my shoes off and tucked me into this precious little bed and made me tea and malanga, which helps like digestion. And just took care of me like I was her granddaughter. And she couldn't even speak a word of English. But we became, like, best friends. It was the most beautiful experience I've ever had. <laughs> That's – I mean, there's nothing like a grandma. Yeah, especially, like, a nice little Cuban lady. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are amazing. I can't wait to tell my mom what you did for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you mentioned, like, like meeting up with locals. I think one of yeah. the, the coolest things you can do when you have a chance to travel is not do, you know, of course, if you have a limited amount of time, you only have so many things that you can do. But, like, taking even an hour to really explore, like, the local side of a city is really awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it's so awesome. Like, I, when I was in Rio, um, yeah, obviously we saw all the sites, you know, like the main sites in Brazil. But then we like ended up at this small cafe because it started raining. And then we ended up sitting there for like two hours, uh, my husband and I. And we just like watched the rain, you know, go by. And then we ended up meeting locals. And honestly, that was one of my favorite experiences in Rio. Like obviously it's inspiring to see every, like all the monuments and everything. But just hanging out in this cafe where, like, luckily we walked into one, you know, full of locals, and it was pretty awesome. So it's just, you know, like, sometimes we're guarded, you know, where we live, we're used to, like, going through the motions, but just say hi to someone or, like, you know, make conversation, you never know. Like, I, I'm lucky, I'm lucky that I have friends all over the world now, and it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and plus, like, I think one of the easiest things ever is, like, if you see locals, you need to go there. Like, if there's, yeah. especially food, right? Right, oh my god, especially food. My biggest advice is, if there's a picture on the menu, don't eat there. Yes. <laughs> Danger. Yeah, dude, just stay away. <laughs> awesome. Well, like, yeah, and do you, do you, any other tips you would have for, like, finding local, local, like, gems around the world? Yeah, um, so I, Dame Traveler Foodie, I always try to post, like, really cool, like, Instagrammable, Instagrammable places and places that locals hang out and, like, really good authentic food, so you can find tons of, like, ideas there, and I have the, I have a hashtag where it's Dame Traveler, and then I put the city or the country name, so you can search, you know, it's, like, all organized, um, but also I use Foursquare for research before um, I go to any place that I've never been to before because Foursquare is kind of like a hipper, it's it's not a check-in app anymore, it's more of like a hipper Yelp. So you go, you go into Foursquare and you make like, say you're going to Paris and you've never been to Paris before, you create a folder, title it Paris, and then just start searching like the different restaurants and cafes that are in the area. And you, you, it's amazing. I found the best gems just by organizing um, my my trips in that way. So definitely give it a shot because not many people use it. Um, but it's li literally my favorite travel organizational app. 
That's a great tip because I think most people think about like Pinterest, which yeah. is okay. But um, okay. yeah, for photos, it's okay. But it's hard to like really pinpoint exactly like where that photo is coming from. Right. And plus, like, you're right. It is, excuse me. <clears throat> you're right. It is like a more hipper Yelp because there are yeah. people just constantly checking in, but also you get the whole gamut. Yes, you do. Like you get more of like Instagrammable photos, like flat ways. And whatnot, but they actually removed the check-in feature from Foursquare. Did they uh, really? So now it's literally like a city guide, mm-hmm. and it's specifically like a Yelp. But the the um, upside to it is you can create as many lists as you want, whereas on Yelp you can't create um, like you can't organize. And I'm a little bit OCD, so I like my list. <laughs> you're. I mean, one thing that's awesome about what you're doing with your hotels and foodie. Um, outlets too is that you have you actually are hyper organized like you said like the hashtags that you guys follow up with makes it so easy yes it's very important like even with Anastasia's passport my own personal one those are strictly all my photos I always put like Nastasia in Paris or Nastasia in the Holy Land and this way people like if they're planning a trip to the Holy Land they can see like what spots that I you know um, went to to take that photo and and I try to be as, like, um, specific as possible. I don't believe in, like, you know, hiding these places because, I mean, everyone has a right to experience these things. <laughs> right, so right. Why I'm here. That's what I'm here for. Why not share the wealth, you know? Yeah, why not? The world is so beautiful and it's so big, so why not share it? Um, so if, there, if there's, like, one piece of advice you would give to a girl or a woman who – desires to see the world what what would you say to them just pace yourself like I know you know social media kind of adds some pressure like oh see as many places as you want and all these things but pace yourself like if there's if you're fascinated by the Thai culture and you want to go to Thailand like you don't need to see every city in Asia go to Thailand really immerse yourself into their culture and understand like where they're coming from and and really take in the beauty of the place because I noticed, like, for me, I'm an influencer, and I, I have to, like, Snapchat and Insta story and take photos, and, you know, I have, I'm, like, a jack-of-all-trades, and sometimes I have, um, I've had to, like, force myself to just put my phone down, put my camera down, and really just sit and take it all in and, like, look at what I'm visiting, because it goes by so fast, and when you come home, you're, like, whoa, I can't believe I did all that, but I feel like I don't remember it. It's just I'm looking at my photos kind of thing. You know, we all want, like, the really cool photos, but really just um, remember to remember is my best advice. Like, remember to remember to be mindful and to be present and to really take in, like, the magic and the beauty of where you are because it's amazing when you travel. Yeah. You know, I never even thought about your experience traveling now that you are an influencer. I mean, your job is primarily tied to like sharing everything that you do and see and discover like I'm curious for your perspective like how is being an influencer changed the way that you travel now it's very different so I remember traveling when I was dating my husband and like I literally had like a blackberry and I, I turned it off the entire time and I never like I took some pictures on my camera, but that was it. <laughs> so it's a very different experience um, traveling now because I manage so many Instagrams and when I'm working with brands and whatnot, like I have to capture all that content. It's my job now. So um, that's that's why I say it's very important for me 
that I've developed this mindfulness of just, it's okay. You can, you don't have to like take a picture of everything. Like you can sit down and just be mindful for a moment and really like take a deep breath and, and have like a moment of gratitude for where you are. And that's what I did. I noticed um, in Israel, uh, in the Holy Land, we went to um, the town of Jesus. And so we were in a big tour group and I was snapping photos. And then I just wanted to, I needed a break. So I walked like away from the group. I told my mom, I was like, hey, mom, I just need a few minutes. And I noticed this beautiful, like the lake, the Sea of Galilee. And I noticed this beautiful fence and I went through it and I just sat on the rocks. And there was, it was the most peaceful moment I've ever had on any of my travels. And I just sat there for like 30 minutes and kind of meditated and took it all in as the sun went down. And it was amazing. And, I, and I, it's one of my most memorable memories, just, it's one, one of my most memorable experiences because, um, because I just was able to take it all in. So that's really my, my best advice. And and don't worry about how many countries you're visiting or whatever. Just go see what you can and, and just appreciate the moment. I think a lot of times, like, the the slower you can travel is the better because you yeah. really get to enrich yourself with wherever you are, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, um, slow travel is amazing. Like, I met this couple who they only do slow travel. Like, they'll spend, like, two months in, like, Paris or, you know, a month in Rome or three weeks in the city. And they, you know, they rent an apartment and they just kind of live like the locals live. And I thought that was pretty inspiring. I've never really met anyone who's done that before. But if you have the time, why not? Yeah. And I think like going back to what you said before, whenever we are on like vacation mode, there is especially now, I don't know, the world we live in, it's like constantly share, 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 like everything. And, you know, not everything is Instagram perfect. And, you know, just being at peace with the fact that, you know, I don't. I don't have to share like 10, like 10 photos today of yeah. like, you know, me like around the Coliseum, like I'll be right. okay, you know? Right. Yeah. And it really kind of makes me sad when, you know, I, I, cause I'm very observant and, and when I go to these, like these famous places and everyone is just behind their phone and, and I'm an influencer, so like I'm guilty of it, but it's, I think everyone just kind of, they, we just have to be more mindful as a collectively like all of us have to just remember to remember you know just put the phone down and just really take it all in so it is kind of sad like I always reminisce on when I used to travel and like people weren't behind their phones you know they're just taking a photo and and, um hanging out but now it it, the the world is changing and um travel is very different now awesome well hey I want to play like a really quick game with you if you're (laughs) if you're curious to okay so if let's do like uh, dream 24 hours, you could fill t- a full day of like any sort of travel experience um, you could have. And, you know, flight distance time does not intervene at all. You're just magically poof, you're there. <laughs> like teleporting. Right. Like all, all the travel woes we talked about before are gone. You're just magically there. Um, so how would you fill 24 hours to like see the world? Oh, oh, to see the entire world. Okay, I would just literally flow. I would start in Paris because Paris is literally my favorite city in the entire world. Of <laughs> and course. I would fly into Paris when I go to Europe. I would start in Paris and then I would just like, I would just roam the streets and people watch and, and just hang out in the cafe. And then I would probably just float to like all the major cities, you know, Barcelona, um, Rome, 
and then Vienna, wherever. And then, then if I could just fly to like Bali and just meditate for a little while and take a break. <laughs> And then where else? I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I don't even know. <laughs> I know. I sort of sprung this on you. I don't even know what my answer would be. <laughs> but this would, yeah, this would be a pretty epic trip. And then if, you know, Bali will probably be a little bit too slow. So then I'll just want like a crazy city like Bangkok. I'll just like fly to Bangkok and hang out in, on some rooftop there. <laughs> and then probably island hop. Um, and then immerse myself in culture in India. And then probably at that point my 24 hours would be up and then I'll just come back to New York <laughs> awesome I mean landing in New York is ain't too bad either like no no I always I never dread landing in New York because it's a great city <laughs> yeah I yeah I'm in Pennsylvania and every time I'm in New York I'm like this city is awesome this is just yeah. like, the coolest place I, I, I'm definitely not a New Yorker. I've only been here since April, and I'm still a tourist, and I don't think I'll ever be, like, that cool New Yorker because I'm still, like, amazed by the city. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think most most people think exactly like you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm there, and I'm just, like, I, I am just a fly on the wall. I'm just trying to, like, not hit anyone and, you yeah. know, try to avoid oh, the madness. Uh, I'm only five foot one and, like, 102 pounds. I'm very small, so I definitely get trampled on, like, um, in the city. People are fast here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do not play. No, no, especially on the, on the, um, on the subway. No way. You have to be, like, on point. <laughs> That's how it was in, when I was in Tokyo, too. It was kind of incredible. Like, everyone moves at this pace, and they're so tiny, but they move so fast. It's like, okay, you need to be on your game when that door yes. opens. You need to pay attention. You need to, like, know what's going on. <laughs> awesome. Okay, and then I have one more question um, about travel before we talk about, like, all that you're up to outside of your wonderful adventures. So what is your, like, if you could have your last meal Anywhere around the world. It could be your mom's meal. It could be a grandma's meal. It could be yeah. this amazing dish you had in Thailand. It could be whatever. <laughs> Since you are the Dame Traveler foodie uh, head honcho, what do, you, what do you think your, like, last meal would be? Oh, my gosh. I'm obsessed with kofta from Istanbul. It is, like, the, I can eat it over and over again every single day of my life. I don't know if it's because I have Middle Eastern roots. But I love kofta and chai from Istanbul. It's like... What is a kofta? What is that? Kofta is like just ground meat. And it's, um, it's, it's just ground meat on a skewer. And it's just amazing, the spices. And I, it's, I can't even explain. You just have to go to Istanbul and try it. Just order kofta and they, they serve it everywhere. Incredible. <laughs> With a chai, you said? And with a little, yeah, it's like, um, they, in my culture, we call it a stikan. It's a tiny, it's a small um, glass, beautiful cup. And then they fill it with a chai. It's just normal chai, like regular chai. And it, But it's just, the combination is so good. Especially if you're like in Istanbul, overlooking the water and the bridge. It's it's amazing. Awesome. Well, hey, what we do at Roman Go Lightly is we, like, encourage local adventure for people who don't necessarily have the means to, like, hop on a plane right now. But we yeah. also believe in adventure, like, near and oh. far. So, for, sure. for, like, do you have any ideas for people to, like, do some local adventures in, in their local area? It's okay if you don't. I just like to ask because... Oh, I definitely do. I'm, like, a huge advocate for that as well because when I... I'm originally from Michigan. And I've always been an explorer, so sometimes, like, in the summer, I would get bored. And I would I would literally just go on, like, the tourism board of Michigan. I'm like, what's in Michigan? You know, Detroit, there's not much in the city. 
But there's something to, beautiful to be found, whether it's a park or like a nearby city or like I, I discovered when I lived in Chicago, I, on my way um, to Michigan, I would always drive like four hours. I would just kind of Google like what's around um, that area. I found these amazing sand dunes like in Indiana on my way. And one time I just stopped and I spent the entire afternoon there. My mom's like, where are you? <laughs> You're supposed to be here at like two. And I'm like, I'm just hanging out at these sand dunes with this amazing view of Lake Michigan. And that itself was an adventure. Like I felt like I was in Egypt and I was in Michigan in Indiana. <laughs> so awesome. I think if you just do your research and find like, what's around you, there's literally something to be found everywhere. Like, whether if you live in Iowa or if you live in California, like, nearby cities, for example, like, I drove one time by myself to Pittsburgh, and it was only four hours from Michigan, and I got to discover, like, a, a brand new city that I had never seen, and it was only four hours away. So it's a matter of just getting creative and, and figuring out what's around you. It, the whole point is to... Um, expose yourself to new places and experiences, no matter where it is. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, you're preaching like everything that like I am trying to tell our community here because I feel like, you know, Instagram is so incredible because you can see the world at your fingertips. But we need to remember too that like adventure can happen anywhere. Anywhere. Like you said, it doesn't matter if you're in Istanbul or if you're in Detroit. Like there's going to be beauty and so many awesome things around us. The world is so incredible. Oh my God. The world's so beautiful. And think about it. Like even if you live in like Illinois, people come to Illinois from other parts of the world and they're coming to see like what's around your area. So there is something to be found wherever you go. Yeah. You know, I reminded myself of that like actually on my drive home today. I I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which yeah. it's by all it's about, I don't know, 3 hours away from Pittsburgh, so Yeah. we might have crossed paths maybe, but uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, but um yeah, we have like a huge Amish community here and I have to remind myself that people come to Lancaster, Pennsylvania to like sort of experience that side of the world that I'm so used to just sort of like passing by in a car. So right. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. That actually, that inspires me to come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome to come. We have lots of great coffee here, so. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, and if and if our listeners are feeling super wanderlusty, they, of course, can follow you on Dame Traveler, especially for our female listeners. And um, where else can we follow everything that you do? Yeah, so I, um, I Facebook and Twitter, we're, we're active on. Um, DameTraveler.com has, like, tons of guides and inspirational posts and photos. Um, and then I have Dame Traveler Foodie, Dame Traveler Hotels on Instagram. And then my own personal travels, strictly my photos, um, you can find me at Nastasia's Passport on Instagram. I love your personal one as well. I was just sort of Thank cruising you. through it. You, you <laughs> like you. such I an awesome thing. I share feed. my heart and I share whatever I want, really. I'm not really like picky about it. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Nastasia. This has been awesome. Yes, it, it was a pleasure talking to you, and I really appreciate you interviewing me and just hanging out. Of course, this was awesome. And I, I mean, maybe we'll cross paths out there in the world sometime. Oh my gosh, yeah. Let me know if you're in New York City, and I'll let you know if I'm in Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Nastasia. You are such a doll. Make sure to check out our show notes so you can find out more about the Dame Traveler community, including a bunch of links to all of the wonderful uh, feeds that Nastasia has created for Dame Traveler. 
Um, and also make sure to subscribe, comment, and review. We're really excited about the fun opportunities that are sort of in store for you listeners, and it would mean so much to us if you would share our podcast some love so that other people can find what we do. So if you listen and you like it, make sure that you, I don't know, tell a friend. Go on Twitter or Instagram and share us some love. It would mean so much. And guys, if you're interested in what we're doing day to day and to follow along with any blog posts that come out between now and next episode, make sure that you follow us on Instagram and the website at www.romangolightly.com. All right, guys, I'll see you next Monday. Bye. <laughs>